0: Wizard
1: um. <laughs> <laughs> Illuminati
2: a new world order
3: about the world being flat,
2: right? Was it? When we
3: are successful and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order. truthers and conspiracy junkies to another episode of white rabbit i am your host catalyst jones always bringing the heat this year and it's not going to stop right now (laughs) i got one of my favorite people on this flat plane like seriously one of my favorite people on this flat plane ever uh i love this woman so much she's a podcaster she is just one of the most all-around amazing warm souls that you will ever meet, ladies and gentlemen. Deplorable Janet, host of Deplorable Nation. How are you doing, my friend?
1: I am fantastic and wonderful to be with you again, my lovely dear friend. And uh, I got to say, the intro was uh, pretty fire, pretty dope there.
3: Thank you, thank you. I, I, it's almost like a Buckley thing, where the second part of it is just a off-the-cuff thing. You know, I know I'm going to say. Welcome, fellow truthers and conspiracy junkies. Through my little spiel, but as soon as I start introducing my host, it's freestyle, man. So whatever comes out, comes out. I uh, who did I just (laughs) have? Yeah, I was all this guy's bringing the hottest shit ever. Oh, was esoteric Eddie. He's all I was all. I mean, the hottest shit ever. He's all. No, that's okay. I'll take hottie. I was like, (laughs)
1: I'll take hottie for a thousand, Alex.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, Janet, when uh. When I first started out in this podcast community, I've been in the game for not that long but long enough to know that there's some bad elements in the game and there's some really good elements in the game. And in the beginning, you kind of like took me under your wing and I know why people call you mama bear now and like <laughs> look up to you as that parental figure because man, I was going down a bad path and and if it wasn't for you, then who knows where I would be today. And, and it's just this podcasting community as a whole, there's a lot of good people out there. Yeah. I mean, mean, there are some snakes in the grass, but I think that the most of us point them out before anybody gets bit, you know, (laughs) true.
1: (laughs) We do chit chat behind the scenes on uh, certain things on occasion. Mm -hmm. True. So I was, we got to look out for each other.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, I was listening to Drew uh, Messen's new podcast, and I just, I didn't even know who they were talking about, but it was like, oh man, crazy. Okay, steer clear from that one. And being in it, I'm not deterred in any way from like the podcast community at all. It's just not what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I'm still gung ho about it. I'm still not going to stop. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life right however i'm thinking like how are other people handling this like especially such like a pure soul like deplorable janet like what intentions did you go in when you were gonna podcast uh, compared to like where you are now and if you want to introduce like your show and everything that's fine but i'm pretty sure everybody that listens to my show knows who in the fuck you are
1: (laughs) well if they don't shame on them no i'm kidding um Deplorable Nation is the podcast, and the reason why I got into podcasting in the first place is because um I'm a chatty Kathy and so I always have something to say about one thing or another. And so when I first started, my intention was uh, you know, just to be able to have that outlet to talk because it's kind of cathartic and therapeutic to to do so. Um and it kind of morphed over time I guess it's it's changed a lot from the original um, like format because it used to be like more politically motivated and stuff so it kind of moved into you know more personal stories or um, exposing things in the medical community or, or you know Um, What people can do for mental health and, you know, things like that. But one of the goals has always been to help other people find their voice and share that voice. And so um, it's kind of funny that you that you mentioned that um, about me because I had somebody reach out today that's a new new podcast they only have 12 episodes. And I was like, I would love to have you come on my show. And they're like, really? And I was like, well, yeah, because why not share your show with another audience that doesn't know you yet?
3: Yeah, that's awesome. And and that's one of the things that I like to tell everybody coming up to is,
1: Mm -hmm. is
3: number one, it's not as easy as you expect that it's going to be. Right. And number two is, I will be on your show no matter what, like, even if it is your very first show, because right, simply because of people like you and big country from whiskey, beer and conspiracies. Mm-hmm. And I was starting out and I was like, there's no way that they're going to say yes to coming on my show. I have like three episodes and both, <laughs> of, you, and both of you guys said yes. And like, <laughs> I've been able to have a form, like just an amazing relationship with both of you. And it's that. That, that sense of community and mm-hmm. um I, that really drives me brings me back to it and, and makes me get through those hard days where I'm like oh my god I I love this next guest but like really don't want to do a fucking podcast today <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I think we all have those uh moments truthfully because there are times where you know I'm so gung-ho about something and then it'll come that day and I'll be like oh I have had so much to do today. I just really want to sit on the couch or, you know, I just really want to like watch a movie or sit outside or or whatever. <clears throat> I think that happens to everybody. Oh yeah. And if it, if they say it doesn't, I think they're full of shit.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you and I have rescheduled this one twice now. (laughs) Yep. The second one was work-related, but I believe the first one was just because both of us were like, fucking not today. It
1: it was me because I, I had sun poisoning because I had been outside cleaning the pool. And of course, until we had this big storm last night, it's been like over a hundred degrees with the humidity here. And it's just been absolutely miserable. So I'm outside cleaning the pool and spraying weeds and spent all day outside. And then I was like, Oh my God, I have the worst headache and I was so burnt. And I'm like, Oh, Well, then
3: it okay. wasn't supposed to be that day. Yeah, no, I
1: was like, I can't even like function right now. My face is so fried. It was like, you know how when you get a sunburn and it gets really tight. And I'm like, ooh, look
2: at me. Yes. I
1: got a facelift. I didn't.
3: Get the, get the natural Botox going. Exactly. But then it peels and not the kind of mask that peels in a good way. I'll just rip the whole thing off. So when you started the podcast, it was more politically based. So um, Mm -hmm. it was, was it around the time that Trump was uh, running or was this beforehand?
1: Um, No, it was about, it was about the same time I had already had like, I don't know, I want to say like maybe 12 episodes in or something before, you know, that, that whole Debacle. shenanigans started yeah and so you know I just got so sick of doing the political thing I guess because anytime you tune in to like any of the heavy hitters you know it's funny to say things like that but it's like parroting word for word and I was like this is like the news you know like it's an existential crisis. It's an existential, blah, 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 blah. Echo, <laughs> echo, echo. And so like the political thing was the same thing in the podcast community, I felt. And I was like, okay, I, this is not, this is not for me. This is not what I want to do, which I've already been interested in like people's, you know, personal stories and uh, all up in their business, I guess. Right. <laughs>
3: So I've noticed that a lot of us have branched off from what we originally started because mm-hmm. I think that the um, the shenanigans surrounding the election is what brought all of us truthers together. Mm-hmm. It was like one big mall. We all had our o- own storefronts and we all sold some uh, like different things, mm-hmm. but we all belonged in the same mall. And right. then And then when like the uh, the whole election thing came to fruition, it was like. Every single storefront, like being a conspiracy or a truth type Mm -hmm. topic, you know, it was like, oh shit, we got to put this aside right now because this is fucking important right now. And it was Mm -hmm. almost like we all came together. And then, and then over time, we started trickling off as like, okay, some people were like, fuck you. Like, they totally psyoped us. They can go fuck themselves, mm-hmm. and, you know. And then and then some of us are just like, well, you know, it doesn't matter because I put everything into it that I had. It's still not making a difference. Mm-hmm. And then, like me, I, I was a little butthurt that I got psyoped by Q, but at the same time, um, <clears throat> I mean, you know how I feel about it because it brought everybody together. But um, it wasn't just Q because I was like, oh, shit. Like, I
1: what
3: i hear like an airplane or something That's weird. oh no it
1: was probably probably uh a, one of the monster trucks driving by outside <laughs>
3: oh okay um <clears throat> but it made me realize that it's the the political theater of it all is just that it's a fucking theater mm-hmm. and i really shouldn't put all my eggs in one basket for one person and then right um so i, I feel like a lot of us did <clears throat> we either found our calling and Mm -hmm. uh, started our show based off of who we really are and what we really want to talk about. And then a bunch of people just kind of quit what they're doing. Um, The first time that Trump got indicted, I was like, well, let me see what everybody's talking about. So I went back to some of the shows that I used to listen to. I listened to uh, Steaks for Breakfast. Uh, Congratulations to them. Apparently, they've completely got all the dreams they wanted they're like they had donald trump jr on and everything so congratulations mm-hmm. to them and then i listened to dan bongino and then i listened to the war room and every single one of them played the exact same clips and they had the exact same talking points and exactly mm-hmm. what you just said i was like oh wow so it's like cnn nsnbc mm-hmm. and, you know like and and the view
1: basically <laughs> Ooh ooh ooh. <ew. laughs> <laughs>
3: And, like, not to shit on any of those people because they feel like what they're doing, I guess, truly makes a difference. I don't know. Maybe some of them are just shilling out and doing it for the fame. I'm sure there are a few of them, but Mm -hmm. maybe some of them really feel like, you know, political things are really important and it's going to make a difference. I don't fucking know. But I do – I just – I don't even know why I'm rambling on about this, honestly.
1: Well, but but that's the thing is, you know, for me, it's so – echo chambery you know when it comes to so many of the quote big ones you know what i mean and it's like they they talk about the exact same stuff they echo the exact same stuff and i'm like i can't listen to things like that i so love listening to the smaller shows you know what i mean because i i kind of feel like there's uh, probably going to get a lot of hate for this. And I don't really care. Um, But I feel like there's so many sellouts in the podcast game, you know, and once you get taken over some under so many bigs wing, you know what I mean? One of the big shows, um, then it's like, you become like this controlled cog in their machine. And that's so not me. And so, for me, like just being able to hear personal stories from people, or um, you know, share like mental health journeys, or you know, um, things with families, or or whatever. That's so that interests me on a on a deeper level because it's on a human level instead of you know the chaotic. Uh, distractionary level that so many people follow.
3: Yeah. I don't know if I told you this, but I, I now have a rule <clears throat> that I don't listen to deplorable nation while I'm at work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have a tissue box in my office for one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but your, your show is so good. And, you know, I'm not afraid to admit that it makes me cry. Uh, a majority of your episodes brings a tear out of my eye. And that's like, and it's a beautiful thing because usually it's like happy tears because it's like people that have gone through things that I can really connect with. Mm-hmm one way or another, right. and then you're listening to their, I mean, they're sitting there talking to you in the moment, so either mm-hmm. either they have overcome whatever it is that they're going through, or they're in the process of overcoming that, and right. it's actually just a beautiful thing to hear them speak about that, and I'm glad that that is where you decided to focus in on, because, like, your show grounds me sometimes, and I'm going to tell you straight up, when I knew that you guys did with, with Ellie and your other friend that you guys were doing the mom show. Mm-hmm. I think it took me like three days before I was able to listen. <laughs> like, I had to prepare myself. Mm-hmm. And and it it, um, it was really good and it helped me uh, think about a lot of things. But thank God none of it t- hit too close to home that dealt with mm-hmm. the issue that I dealt with because mm-hmm. I did grow up with a very loving mother who mm-hmm. put me in front of everything. And then it was ripped away from me when at an right. older age when she joined a cult. So, you know.
1: Right. There's, you know, I think the reason why I veered down the path that my show takes now is because I think there's so many people out there that need, um, a a message of healing or, you know, a message of strength or encouragement or, you know, whatever it may be. There's, there's usually a message in every one of the shows that I do now, um, and sometimes, you know, it makes it, <laughs> makes it hard sometimes because the guest will like hit me right in the, you know, a, a gut punch with with something emotional, and it's really hard to like maintain doing a doing a show when that happens. But I know without a shadow of a doubt um, that this is the path that God wanted me to be on um, was was for healing for people. And so that's why I'm really glad that, you know, I finally like gave up basically and surrendered and, and listened to what I should be doing, so.
3: So as somebody that is an empath, and I believe you're way more empathic than I am. Um, mm-hmm. I um, And I know that you feel everybody's emotions as do I, I don't even have mm-hmm. to be around them and I can feel people's pain. Yeah. Um, And so as you, you like to say, you, you're put here to heal Mm -hmm. and that's very important, but it is also very important that you are healed yourself Mm -hmm. in order to be able to take that draining uh, away from you because it drains you, it drains like very much. So, so I'm curious, what do you do to find that grounding and, and, uh, things that you turn to, to help yourself?
1: Well, it's funny because um, my husband and I talk about this all the time because literally throughout the day, so many people will reach out to me and be like, telling me like the, the traumas that are going on in their life and, you know, the things that they're going through. And it's usually like a stream of people, like one after another. Um, and so I always take time out to talk to whoever it is. I always take time out to pray. And, um, one of the things is, um, it's called intercessory prayer. That's like my job is to pray for everyone else. That's, that's part of, you know, the gifts that I've been given. And so what I do a lot of times, um, when you have that spiritual gift, You have to take a lot of time for yourself. And so for me, um, my time is going outside and sitting um, in nature, watching the wildlife, uh, talking to, you know, the birds or the deer or whatever animals are in the yard at the time. Um, and so I will sit outside and I just ground myself that way. And I spend a lot of time doing that or, um, even at night, like I'll go outside in the dark and, and sit outside and that's my thing.
3: Do you find, uh, do you find any grounding or centering through prayer? All the time. Yeah. So, um, as for me, I have inner monologue with uh with god all the time but mm-hmm. i don't i don't traditionally pray mm-hmm. and i don't know if that dings me in any way shape or form but i do feel like i have communication mm-hmm. and, and i feel uh better when mm-hmm. i talk about things even if it's in my head and mm-hmm. sometimes i'll go for a walk so that i can say things out loud so people probably do walk by me and think i'm the crazy guy talking <laughs> to, you know the demons or whatever, but well, actually that's not true. Cause everybody's wears those earbuds now and you can't even mm-hmm. tell.
1: <laughs> but, um, <laughs> they just think you're on a really fucked up phone call.
3: <laughs> I find that it really helps. However, it's something, um, when it's something that's really pressing towards me, it's something that I really find myself having an issue with talking about, even if it mm-hmm. is an a monologue with God, mm-hmm. do you find that at all? Or are you pretty open all the
1: time? Well, and that's the, the funny thing is that um, I usually spend all of my time t- praying for other people and very rarely ever ask or pray anything for myself.
3: Yes. Um,
1: And so I can completely understand what you're saying where, you know, it's hard for you to have those conversations, even with God, that of course, God, God knows what's in your heart and mind. But, you know, one of the things that you said, um, which is what a lot of people should think about, is that you should talk to God like you would talk to a friend. Other than probably leave out, you know, some of the bad
2: bad words
1: (laughs) or limit them. But yeah, this is what I
3: say most often to God. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. That's what I find mm -hmm. myself (laughs) because my, my, you know, my mouth.
1: Yes. And I, and I do that a lot of times too, but mine is usually, um, like, like I'll get a text message from somebody and I'll be like, not again, not today, Satan, you know, whatever. And then I'll be like, sorry, God, like I did not have any patience in that situation just because I'm one of those people that I'm not, I don't do drama and some people are so like drama centered that when they text, I'm like, even though I know I'm supposed to help you, I like, I need a moment before I open this and read it. Cause I know it's going to be something overly dramatic, like a, like a teenage hormonal girl. You know what I mean?
3: Right. <laughs> No, I recently I recently had somebody try to have a conversation with me that was like, a, and then he did this, and then they did this, and I was like, oh, wow, like, this doesn't concern me whatsoever, mm-hmm. and I, like, I don't want to entertain this conversation. Like and it's cartoon- like a
1: cartoon strip, like, running through my mind while they're talking, you know, it's like, pow, pow, it, you know, and I don't, I just can't, I don't. I guess it's because I grew up in a different era, you know, and it was like, suck it up, buttercup, basically put your big girl pants on and deal with your whatever. And I don't know if that's why or if people, if with my age, people become like more like really over dramatic to me because they're trying to like, almost like they're trying to one up somebody by telling a fantastical story or something. I don't know. I I mean, sometimes that's just the way it comes off. Maybe I'm wrong.
3: No, you're not. not. And and I think you said too, it it comes with age and experience. I would say more experience Mm -hmm. than age. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, when you hear about things that could be the end of the world to that person in that Mm -hmm. moment at that time, But Mm -hmm. you're able to see the bigger picture and you're just like, oh, my gosh, this isn't even going to matter tomorrow. Like, why do I have to waste my time with this?
1: And, you know, it's funny because I had this discussion um, with a friend the other day and I was like, you know, some people will call me and they'll be like, oh, my God, my toilet's clogged up and, and I don't know what to do. And this is such a bad day and everything's going wrong. And I'm like, Okay, did you plunge it? Yet, well I did, and then the plunger turned inside out. And I'm like, okay, push it back down to where it goes. Oh, it's the there's toilet paper all over. this day is so terrible, blah blah blah, and I'm like in the grand scheme of things. Is it that big a deal? The toilet paper's on the wrong way, you know, and like the things that people allow. To create chaos inside of them, I don't understand because to me, none of that stuff matters. If you don't like the way the toilet paper's on, flip it around. Simple. Problem solved.
3: Yes. Uh, People tend to let those little things, especially in relationships, build up to where Mm -hmm. that's not even really why you're mad. It's just Mm -hmm. that's what comes out, right? The the toilet paper thing is a perfect analogy. Mm Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's just those those tiny little things that we let eat us up throughout the day. And how much time do you spend being mad about something that really doesn't even matter at the end of the right.
1: day? Right. And that's like one of, the, one of the things that I used to hear from females all the time was upset because the husband left the toilet seat up. Okay, well, you're a female and you sit down to go to the bathroom as a general rule. I'm not saying all women do, but ninety-nine percent do. Um, you're gonna sit down anyway, so flip the lid down and do your business.
3: No, I totally agree. Why is it up to the guy to have to do that part? However, I was raised, and when raised that way, and my mom taught me as soon as I am done that I push the toilet seat down and then I flush the toilet.
1: Okay, How- but think think about this though. As a man, you could get really irritated with your girlfriend or whatever because she didn't put the toilet seat up for you. Right. You know right. what I'm saying?
3: It's yes, exactly. No, and that's what I was going to get at. Is it's a it's a you know one of those what is that called? Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> There's it's a certain- the,
1: you know it's the same coin You know ball. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes,
3: it is. Yeah. <clears throat> um had another question I, we might have to backtrack a little bit um that's fine um gosh what was it okay we were talking about grounding prayer help me out here
1: <laughs> I, pr- I pray a lot i literally that's the first thing i do um when i get out of bed in the morning after of course i you know take my medicine and and <coughs> or take my vitamins and then come out and feed my animals. First thing I do when I get outside is thank God for the day. Um, thank God for the beauty in the in the creation um, that he has for us. And thank God for another day um, where I can like serve my purpose that he has for me. And so like that, I have that, you know, it's kind of like putting on... Uh, putting on my God suit for the day. You know what I mean? To be able to prepare to start the day. So
3: I totally get that. And I want you to know that I don't text you as often because I used to text you when shit was always hitting the fan and you were my (laughs) go-to. And after being around you, I know how many people do that to you. (laughs) Not only that, I know that you're dealing with your own things at the moment. And so, like, it's not that I don't love you and I don't care. It's quite the opposite, actually. I don't want to bombard you with my bullshit. So I.
1: (laughs) But but the thing is about me, there's always room for more. There's always room for anybody that wants to uh, chat, vent, um, discuss problems, you know, whatever, there's always time for that for no matter who it is, or what's going on in my life. I I always have time for, for other people.
3: Yes, I know you do. But I also know that you absorb everything. And when I'm going through like some really, really hard shit um, is usually when I would go to you. But I do want you to know, I went through some really, really hard shit. Um, I don't know if you remember when I was on Ellie's show and, Mm -hmm. uh, she was talking about drinking and she was like, well, then I was like, I can see the guardrail and I can hit the brakes before I go over the edge. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, then why don't you? And I said, I do most of the time, but sometimes, (laughs)
1: sometimes (laughs) Sometimes
3: Mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck it. I don't give a shit. And then I will hit the gas. Well, it was, I saw the corner coming up and i'm like oh shit am i actually drinking every single day when i get off work now okay that's a sign that's not good mm-hmm. and then i and then i had an episode uh that i recorded with someone and it was complete fucking trash that i didn't even put it out because it was just a drunk guy basically at a bar telling the same story over and over again me that's who i'm talking about me <laughs> so fucking bad i had to reschedule with him and um so You know, um, I was extremely, extremely broke. Um, I was promised a car from uh, my employer that I hadn't gotten yet. Mm -hmm. Um, We got the car to the shop and then we had to take it to uh, her friend's shop to have it fixed. And my daughter's graduation is coming up and it's a two and a half hour drive away from me. And so I'm freaking out because I didn't have... Like money to rent a car or anything
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, actually I was this is how bad it was Is I was working on some art and I thought I was going to be perfectly fine both of those people um, one of them said the album is getting pushed out so he might want me to change a lot of stuff on the album cover because people are changing and blah 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 so I'm like fuck there's $500 mm-hmm. and then another person it was a boxing company it doesn't matter what company it was but um they pulled out uh, last minute so not only did i not have money to rent a car but i was counting on both those jobs to go through to pay rent and so uh i told who i rent from and he was like well i need it by tuesday and i'm like oh shit and so and then my daughter's graduation was on wednesday so i was having like the full-blown panic attack for Mm -hmm. four days normally and this was this was also while i saw the guardrail coming up in normal times i would have been like this is way too much i can't deal with this i'm going to turn up the volume on the alcohol intake and Mm then come to when all of
1: it's (laughs) and forget to step on the
3: brakes (laughs) right I would have been I would have ended up homeless I would have ended up not being able to watch my daughter walk and she would have never forgiven me for it instead Mm -hmm. I buckled the fuck up and I figured it out I got the money I got it paid Uh, I hustled my ass off and and I was able to get down there and see my daughter graduate and so and normally I would have called you and been like, you?
2: <laughs>
3: but I had the conversation in my head and I know exactly what you would have told me to fucking do. And so mm-hmm. I buckled it up and I did it.
1: I'm so proud of you for that though. But I mean, look like introspectively at yourself and how far you have come on that journey because anybody that's ever dealt with, you know, any kind of substance abuse, problem, whether it be alcohol or drugs or, you know, whatever, um, it's a demon that's always with you, you know, until you are able to overcome and kick that. And so, um, you know, struggling that with that is really difficult on its own, but look at how far you've come emotionally to be able to handle the things that you could not face or did not take the time to face in the past
3: no absolutely and i have to give you and your wonderful husband a lot of credit for that too because you guys definitely helped me in a time where it could have gone a very very bad way Mm -hmm. and um you you guys were just there at the right right time you were the right people uh, with the right morals and the right things to say so like-
1: well, and, and I appreciate that. But, you know, um, for me, like all thanks to God for that, because I always know and I always listen when he tells me to do something or, you know, take care of somebody or help somebody or whatever. I always listen to what he says and I'm like, OK, no, this is somebody that that needs me like, and not just on a phone call, like needs me, needs me. So, yeah.
3: Well, thank you. I mean, I owe you way more than a thank you, <clears> but <throat> you know, you
1: don't know me, you, you know, thanks to God for that.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> so what's on the horizon for you? Like where I know, um, there's been some talk about maybe leaving Tennessee, maybe, um, where's where's the- um where we going? are
1: not looking anymore we were looking um at farms uh, only a couple people know that but um <laughs> I, i'll share this story with people because it's funny and i i i told you about this but um the first real estate person that we had were like Oh, we have this great program. You don't have to have any money down. Um, you don't have to have a down payment, and you get a grant to you know go towards your closing costs and whatever. And so we're like, well, this is awesome. Cause you know, we have superb credit. And so that's what we're thinking. This this program is because we have really good credit. <clears throat> and so we found like several farms, and every single time. That we would be uh, scheduled to go look at one or something. The real estate person would get a hold of us and be like, Yeah, um, probably don't want to go because there's like 16 other offers that they've, they've already been made. So don't need to go, you know, don't need to waste your time to go look basically because you're not going to get it. And so the very last place that we looked at, um, you know, we're like, oh, we're all on board. This is like the great place. It's perfect. This is where we want to be at. And so we find out that this thing is not because we have really stellar credit. It is because um, <laughs> uh, they kept telling us, oh, that, that farm doesn't qualify. That place doesn't qualify. And we're like, well, where does qualify? So we finally ask them, This program that they had was basically to move us into a less than desirable area where people would not want to live. AKA in the middle of the hood is where this special deal financing would have landed us. And that is nothing wrong with that if you have to live there. But it's like, they wanted us to move from the country into the inner city of downtown Memphis, uh, where the shootings and stabbings take place on <laughs> a nightly basis. And right. I was like, uh, so we quit looking. Um, We're going to save our money and figure it out later.
3: Yeah, because it's, be. it's hard out there for a pimp out there in memphis tennessee i don't know if you caught that reference that was the song yep
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of uh films that were actually filmed here in memphis so yeah but uh yeah we're we're just like my dreams of uh being a farmer or put on hold for a little while <laughs>
3: Yeah. Cause even some of those farm places, speaking of films, you know, like I'm pretty sure the Hills have eyes was filmed at one of those places.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like one of the places that we looked at.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's kind of scary out there. You know? I,
1: I'll share that story with people. So um, there was this house um, that when I found it on the real estate page, I was like, Oh, this is really cool. And it has got like, acreage with it and it looks like a um you know like a two-story log cabin which is kind of what i always wanted and i'm like oh this is really cool greg we gotta go see this and so um we drove out on the weekend um and we pulled up and i'm like "Hmm,"
3: because the pictures looked really cool (laughs)
1: <laughs> they didn't look the same in person. <laughs> um in in the photos, uh, it must have been a lot of Photoshop uh blemish touch-ups things out of manipulation somehow. Because when we pulled up, I'm like, are we sure this is the same place? This is very weird and like the ps- Part of it's falling down and whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is, I don't know when they took these pictures, but it wasn't anytime time uh, recently. And so we're walking around the property and there are literally scary um, dummies all over the property. Um, and one of them was kind of dressed like Michael Myers. Um and then had these weird goggle things on and then there was another one that was in the barn window that scared the bejeebers out of greg um <laughs> that he we, we just walked walk past the window and he's like oh there's somebody standing there and it was like this really creepy demonic looking santa claus And so these mannequin things were literally all over the property. And so we start talking to the neighbor and he's telling us, oh, yeah, there's no um, there's no uh, sewage or uh, septic tank or anything. He's like, "Uh, they just run like a a tube and it it drains out into the woods. And I'm like, "What? what? Hello, What? So he's telling us all these things and he's telling us the basement fills up with water. So anyway, we finally get inside the house. Mind you, there's no real estate person there. The real estate person wouldn't come out because it was too far away. So this house is unlocked.
3: I can't believe you guys had the balls to go inside of
1: there. Oh, wow. Well, that was an experience. Um, When we walked in the house again, uh, definite photo manipulation because the rooms were like, three by three, four by four looked like they were big enough for a real small, like baby bed, like maybe a bassinet size, a small bassinet. They were all that way. And it was, there was like, you had to go door to door to door to door to, door to get from room to room, to room, to room, which was really strange. And then when we found the, the basement, Um, The stairs didn't go all the way to the basement floor. They stopped about four foot from the basement floor. And so you would like, if you wanted to go in the basement, you'd actually have to jump to get down there. (laughs) So, yeah, we, um, that was interesting experience. Um, It reminded me of like a Rob Zombie murder house or something yeah. it was super creepy and i know i text you right afterwards and i'm like we just looked at a really weird place
3: <laughs> yeah i remember like going out there and it totally gave me because you you were like this is so bad i have to take you to see it
1: yeah it there there's oh my god i cannot even tell you the amount of holy cow properties that we saw and definite like photo manipulation, you know, whatever, like the, the, the pictures on the internet don't look like they do in person.
3: <laughs> it's so fucked. Imagine that. So now, now the real estate agents are catfishing clients. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if i'm going to buy it you know i'm going to go look at it right i'm going to look at it first you have to realize that exactly
1: i'm not one of those like people that's you know investors from another state that would be like buy something sight unseen i mean this this place was falling apart and you know with the not having any kind of sewage sewage system or you know plumbing it, it, like that and then you know the creepy dummies and mm -hmm. see i
3: thought it was on a swamp turns out this whole time it was just sitting on on this shit from all the Uh
1: previous (laughs) i was like can you imagine because it gets so hot here like in the summer you know with when it's like the the height of summer and like with the humidity it's like 120 degrees and like the smell of baking caca in the woods <laughs> <Caca>. <laughs> right behind your house i don't yeah oh, no. Man,
3: no and then the there's first- not
1: enough flowers to plant to make that smell okay yeah
3: and the first house you guys looked at was like damn near perfect but then mm-hmm. you guys took a little walk back behind the barn and and there was like a full-blown um uh, What
1: do you trash. call
3: it? Land, land trash
1: field? pile, yeah. It, and I don't, we have seen so many properties like that. And I'm like, I don't know if that's like a thing for people now where they're too lazy to haul stuff to the dump or something. So they just like find a place on their property and dump all their trash.
3: But well, like you said, in the summertime, that cannot smell all that fabulous, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess, you know, cause since that since that place had like all the animals and stuff, maybe they don't smell the garbage because of the pig poop and you know, horse poop and all the other stuff. So I don't know.
3: So what kind of conspiracies have you been jumping down lately? Have you been into anything fun? Current events, old, new?
1: I have not yet. Um, Cause we, we've been, uh, you know, doing, doing personal stuff lately, but um, I have a show coming up late uh, next week with Julia um, going to be on her show for a ladies round table. And we're doing a topic that I've never heard of. <clears throat> so oh, really? I'll be researching this week. Yeah.
3: Nice. What is that topic?
1: Hold on. Now, now I got to look it up. I was like, I was like, a what? <laughs> She's like, you never heard of that? Um, Tunguska? The Tunguska event. Oh. So I don't know what it is, but I'm going to have to uh, dive deep after. Uh, yeah.
3: So I got... Um... I got a video clip that I came across and I was gonna—I was a co-host on Cunt yesterday. Uh, nice. F- filling in for Ryan Dean. Uh, it took me and Drew to fill in the big shoes of the mighty Ryan Dean because those are some <laughs> damn big shoes to fill. But we didn't get to all the clips. And I really wanted to play this clip on there because it is kind of conspiracy-based. And I'm wondering... If I'm going to play this clip for you, and I'm wondering if uh, there are some people that are in um, the whole political theater that may be tired of this shit about climate hoax, and I'm going to play this and get your take.
0: Yep. If it costs $50 trillion, as some of your colleagues have testified, to become carbon neutral by 2050, how much is that going to lower world temperatures? So every country around the world needs to get its act together. Our emissions are about 13% of global emissions. Yeah, but if you could answer my question if we spend $50 trillion to become carbon neutral in the United States of America by 2050, you're the Deputy Secretary of Energy. Give me your estimate of how much that is going to reduce world temperatures. So so first of all it's a net cost. Um it's what uh benefits we're having from getting our act together and reducing all of those climate benefits. We're seeing let me ask again. Maybe I'm being maybe I'm not being clear. If we spent $50 trillion to become carbon neutral by 2050 in the United States of America, how much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem. So we need to reduce our emissions and we need to do everything we can. How much, if we do our part, is it going to reduce world temperatures? We're 13% of global emissions. You don't know, do you? So we're 13% of global emissions. If you know, why won't you tell me? If we went to zero, that would be 13%. You don't know, do you? You just want us to spend $50 trillion and you don't have the slightest idea whether it's going to reduce world temperatures. You're the Deputy Secretary of the Department of Energy and you're advocating we spend trillions of dollars to seek carbon neutrality and you can't, and this isn't your money and my money, it's taxpayer money. And you can't tell me how much it's going to lower world temperature?
1: (laughs) Amen, Senator Kennedy. (laughs)
3: So, I mean, and he's also been uh, speaking out against vaccines too,
1: right? I, I, I love Senator Kennedy. He's from Louisiana and he is literally one of my favorite people because he's like a no BS kind of senator and he'll just, he calls it like he sees it and he just, he says what he wants. And I love him for that. So
3: people <clears throat> were, uh, on our team where like uh Kennedy he said that anybody that doesn't believe in climate change uh needs to get their head examined.
1: Yeah not him um the Kennedy that is running for president, president?
4: okay mm-hmm.
1: yeah um and and he is a climate proponent um and he is also a vaccine proponent as well even though he runs the Helder Children's Health Defense Fund. Um, he is very vocal about he's vaccinated his children, he believes in vaccinations, and so yes, he wants people arrested that don't believe in climate change. Oh, arrested. He, he yes, and he wants vaccinations for people. Um, and he's a Kennedy. He is from the long line of Shady Kennedys. Sorry.
3: See, I thought they were all uh, speaking out against the vaccine. And then he had to toe the line because his wife said to to run for president or some shit.
1: Yeah. And that's that's probably true. But the Senator Kennedy that you just put on there, um, he's not related. He's he's a good old boy from Louisiana.
3: (laughs) Oh, that's good. So he's not blood at all
1: no Mm-mm. oh okay well no, i love him
3: yeah i liked what he had to say <laughs> I take he's that he-
1: always that way he's very matter of fact and you know he'll he'll call a spade a spade definitely
3: i take it he has an r next to his name then huh
1: yes All right. <laughs> definitely not a d <laughs> <laughs>
3: so um I, I recently had on um, Kirby Sneed, and he plays for the Oakland A's. And mm-hmm. I was asking him um, about if sports are rigged and whatnot, and he mm-hmm. gave me his take on it. And since he gave me his take on it, I've been kind of digging into it a little bit more, and I've actually been listening to sports podcasts and stuff and listening to how they hype up certain people and certain teams. Mm-hmm and certain players and um and this is totally just like besides the point but I think I'm gonna start doing what Ryan Dean is doing but I'm gonna come at it with like the conspiracy aspect in a different way (laughs) like knowing like who's paid their dues who's Mm -hmm. done rituals uh what what is the day you know like what day were they born on? Like everything like that. I think I'm going to start using (laughs) my advantage and see if I can Marty McFly some of this shit. (laughs) Well,
1: you would, you would have a, um, a endless amount of content if you did the sports world for sure. Because even, um, like we love to watch UFC, and, you know, for a while, we're like, oh, it's not a tainted sport or whatever. And here lately, we've been picking up some things. And I'm like, oh, okay, like that kick looked like it didn't even land. And the person fell down. And I'm like, hmm, somebody's taking a, it's taken a fall. Hmm, yeah. And even like me, because grown up, I played pretty much like every sport there was. And even then, you know, the, like playing tennis or whatever, the uh, line reps and stuff like that, they, they, there was definitely uh favoritism and, and stuff like that on, on teams and whatever. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. There was definitely favoritism when I was growing up as well. And it was funny when you were just talking about the UFC, because <clears throat> I like, I, I used to be big into the UFC, and I like listening to other podcasts like Eddie Bravo, who is one of my favorite conspiracy theorists out there, who is also heavily tied into the UFC. But he never talks about the UFC like being uh, rigged and gay, you know, like faking sure. gay like Flat Earth is. But at the same time, we know that even at the college level, I mean, any any sporting, sporting – right where there's going to be high level of betting mm-hmm. you can guarantee that there's somebody in there trying to taint it to tip one way or another
1: oh absolutely and you know like uh there's been a lot of um like boxing movies and and stuff like that lately where they're talking about you know paying the fighters to you know take a take a loss and and stuff like that and if you we'll pay you you know ten thousand dollars to to take a fall and lose the fight or whatever um but then after you lose the fight and you know the betting money comes in we'll pay you five times of, t- five times that or you know whatever
3: right so, well i mean you can yeah. go back like days days back to when um don king was basically vampiring off of all of these big name boxers right he was known he he was known to be like the suge knight of boxing he was gangster Mm -hmm. with everything so he would like brandish he would brandish his firearm and shit so i wouldn't be surprised if some of these boxers like fuck your money i don't give a shit but at the same time maybe lives were at stake you know Mm -hmm. like hey motherfucker it would be damn shame if your wife's breaks didn't work exactly
1: and i could i could see that happening because you know there for there for a long time like the the mob was involved in you know of course the bookies and you know sports and and stuff like that and so it would behoove you you know to let let our boy polly win you know what i'm saying (laughs)
3: yes (laughs) well you know the jewish mafia is huge as well and i believe mm-hmm. that they're they got their hands in the sporting entertainment industry it's sporting mm-hmm. entertainment industry and that's a yeah. key word that people like to leave out you know people get in fist fights mm-hmm. uh over their team and they're right. down there don't even know their name doesn't even know <laughs> Doesn't even know what kind of car they took to get to the stadium to watch them play. Has no idea. They just want you to sit the fuck down or get thrown out so they can continue doing what they get came to do. Mm-hmm. And these people become so obsessed over these teams and, right. and uh, to tell them that it could possibly be rigged.
1: <laughs> I know. And, and people don't want to hear things like that, you know, or basically they don't want you to upset their happy apple cart. Right. Right. They've exactly. always grown up with sports, and that's the way it is, and and they don't want to hear any different. And like I said, me, I love the UFC. I'm we watch the UFC all the time. Um, we always watch the Ultimate Fighter series, and you know all of that stuff. I love that. That is literally the only sport that we watch now.
3: Now, would you watch? it still love it if they were wearing shirts.
1: <laughs> um. Yes, I did. We you went. Had to think we went
3: about that. No, you really it's had to think about it. No,
1: it's funny because um, we watched like all the seasons of the Ultimate Fighter, and so we're going backwards now and watching like from the beginning again, going forward. And so we're watching season four right now, and there's a fighter on there that literally wears speedos to fight and to practice in and whatever. And his people on his team were like, Jesus, man, don't you have any shorts you can put on? And then he's, he's like fighting, you know, for, or for the, um, in the semifinals or whatever. And he's wearing this jock strap that I don't know really even exist, but it ties in the back. I've never seen a jock strap tie and so the it's like tied in a bow and it's hanging out the top (laughs) of his speedos and that's what when you asked me if i would still watch it if if they had shirts on it all i could think about was him and i'm like i would just be super amazed if that guy would wear pants something other than speedos (laughs) and he wears this huge cup Huge cup with this, you know, the tie jog strap and the and the little speedos. Uh,
3: it would be a damn shame if that was to get slid off to the side and it was all a hoax.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, I kept telling Greg, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. Um uh, that the other fighter is accidentally gonna grab that the bow tie <laughs> in the back. <laughs> And that is going to come undone. And I'm like, I'm afraid of what's going to come flying out of his little sweet
3: <laughs> Man, I really want to have King Bao back on, uh, you know, the UFC fighter uh, uh-huh. and ask him why, what, what is the, out- I don't get the outfit.
1: <laughs> it, you know, and, and everybody's so different because like even the women, when they fight, you know, some of them like sports brawl and you know like boy shorts or whatever and then some of them wear t-shirt you know and and whatever ever like everybody's so very different in what they do
3: yeah but he wears S M mm-hmm. fucking leather studded leather i'm like <laughs> any he, and he's out there talking about like ending childhood trafficking and childhood hunger and and he's dressing You know, like he should be going to the Blue Oyster,
1: (laughs) or uh, the Pride Parade.
3: (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, uh, the Blue Oyster was a a gay bar in Dragnet, I think. (laughs) So, (laughs) an old movie. I mean, so I I don't know. I don't know. I know he has something behind it because he loves gimmicks. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I do. Yeah, and that might
1: and that might be a thing. You know, more attention. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well he's getting it man he blew <laughs> up. So. even when he was in Sean Hibbler's uh, level with me film he's wearing the you know it's like no shirt it, it, he's out there in Arizona his suspenders. And, yeah and in his leather suspenders <laughs> I was like man he's really owning this shit like he's doubling down with it he doesn't give a fuck beat
1: be you I guess <laughs>
3: did you see that movie
1: I have not watched it yet
3: I am surprised. Did your mm-hmm. hubby get to watch it yet?
1: Uh, he watched it the day that it was, the day it dropped. Yeah. And of course I wasn't here. I was, you know, in Indiana doing the, the whole taking care of family thing. And so he reminded me once and then I've literally not remembered that we have that. So yeah.
3: Man, Janet.
1: Cause I- he bought it, so.
3: Oh good, yeah. So you get to watch it in 4k. That's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, Janet, I, there has not been a flat earth movie in a very, very long time that has given me an oh shit moment. So I've gone into every movie, like, okay, let's, you know, like, I'm just Mm -hmm. basically grading how they're piecing everything together that we've all already seen. And he, he brought some oh shit moments, not just one, like he brought moments where you're like,
1: oh shit, Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, and and I'm excited because uh, my boy Bryce Mitchell from the UFC is in that movie. So, yeah. Awesome. I can't wait to watch that.
3: Yeah, it's really good. I can't suggest it enough to everybody listening to this as well. Because that's one of those movies that um, I had to watch it again to see if I missed anything. And then I picked up things that I missed. So, then I was like, oh, well, if I missed it the first time then I probably missed some shit the second time too. (laughs) I think I've seen it like all in all, like four times now.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. It's freaking awesome. And I I told Sean too, I was like, man, if you need help with the next one,
1: (laughs) you know where to find me.
3: (laughs) Yes, definitely. So, you know, he said, he said he's going to file me in the filing cabinet to when he's able to have somebody on the payroll. So Mm
1: -hmm. there you (laughs) go.
3: But anyways. Well, what else you want to talk about, Janet? We can sit here and talk about whatever you want to. We got like a half hour, we can end it now, but
1: so I want to know um what the hell is going on with your state? Hmm. Your state is massively retarded. And it seems like they keep getting more retarded by the moment. I was, because, you know, my husband is from California. And so we were discussing this, um, that the, uh, they passed a, a law out there that if you do not affirm the child's gender that they tell you that they identify as that they could take your child away and charge you up to 10 years in prison for child abuse and up to $10,000 fine.
3: I don't, this is the first that I've ever heard about this. <laughs> oh, they
1: just did it. The, um, the state's attorney, she's a Soros puppet, uh, was just talking about this. There's a video of her uh, explaining this. but yeah, if you don't uh, side with your child saying that they're a hippopotamus if they want to be, <laughs> um, that they can they'll they can take your child away legally and put you in prison.
3: Wow. No, I didn't know about this. I'm going to have to look into that for sure. Ten-year prison
1: sentence and a uh, $10,000 fine.
3: A ten-year prison sentence, huh? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And it's like a felony abuse charge or some horseshit like that.
3: Wow. Okay. So I was just Mm -hmm. at my daughter's graduation on Wednesday, and her aunt, my ex-wife's cousin, who I love dearly, um, she's a she's a lot younger than I am as a matter of fact when Kalea was uh still crawling uh becca was living with us oh should i she didn't mean to say her name uh she was still living or she was living with us um because she was too much for her parents to handle at the time and so uh we took care of her and she finished high school and we were only like twenty four twenty five years old like we mm-hmm. were still kids ourselves so like i have like I don't know, like almost like a a fatherly big brother type, big brother type of love for her, Mm -hmm. but she is so fucking liberal and retarded. It makes me disgusting to the point where like, we can't have conversations Mm -hmm. to the point where like my daughter had to tell her and me that this is my graduation before, before we even showed up, she Mm -hmm. just knows her stance and knows my stance on everything. Mm -hmm. And she was like, "Uh, don't fuck up my graduation basically. And I was like, yo, I'm not here for anything other than to watch you walk. Like, I don't care what she says, does, or anything. Like, Right. That. And anyways, it, it was fine. It was good. But, however, it was awesome because when the kids were walking out, some of them were in blue and some of them were in red because their school colors are navy and red. Mm-hmm. So um, when they're walking out, uh, she leans forward and she was like, how come some of them are in red and some of them are in navy? And my ex-wife goes, "The ones in red are girls, and the ones in navy are boys." Now, this this woman, Snap. <laughs> this woman, her best friend, and her husband uh, are a married couple that have two children, and both of these children just so happen to be born in the wrong body, and they're mm. going they're going through with this whole transformation shit right Mm -mm. and so her and i can't speak because i tell her how gross and disgusting i think it is and Mm -hmm. she stands by the fact that they were born in the wrong body oh boy (laughs) so her and i have had that conversation Mm -hmm. and we've had to agree to disagree and this was a couple months ago because Mm -hmm. i just want to light into her i actually want to light into the parents well children.
1: that's what I don't like understand about this new law that they have out there um mutilating your child is child abuse. Yes.
4: And it doesn't do- have
1: anything to do with with and, and the doctors affirming are- their make believe. Right. You're
3: you're affirming the fact that the parents don't love these kids enough for them to feel comfortable Enough to love themselves. And maybe these Mm -hmm. parents are so fucking woke and retarded that they're using their children as a pawn in this stupid little fucking game to show how, Mm -hmm. look how woke I am. And oh, mommy and daddy will love me if I'm a tranny. So I'm going to be a tranny. So mommy and daddy will love me more. So those parents, they can go take a short a long walk off of a short bridge for all i freaking care and i would love to talk to these parents that she's friends with and i would love to set up a conversation with the uk patriot and these parents Mm -hmm.
1: well and it's a it's a sad situation because in a lot of those instances i think the parents that are pushing their children into this are parents who also in turn were not loved properly by their parents. Um, and so they don't know how to, you know, um, reciprocate or how to, you know, love in a, in a healthy manner. Right. And, and so, you know, I, I there's a lot of mental, um, issues that need to be dealt with on the parental part.
3: Well there was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of drugs going on
1: mm-hmm.
3: with these parents where these kids these parents now.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
3: they were also the TV generation where they were uh pretty much the first generation where almost every single home was either broken or mm-hmm. both parents were working. So right. so the school and television became your um, babysitter. Babysitter and your yeah. you know
1: Te- teacher. And so yes. this is,
3: this is the, this is what has come of it. You know, I yeah. was, lucky. I was lucky enough to where my mom was a stay at home mom for the majority of my childhood. So mm-hmm. I was instilled with a lot different values than my little sister was, right?
1: You know,
3: or my little brother with even totally different values than the both of us. Mm-hmm. So we were each seven years apart and the generations have changed that much just in between those times. Right. Um, so back to the graduation story is, so she asks this question and my ex-wife says, you know, the red is for the girls and the blue or the Navy is for the boys. And then she goes, but, and, and then she stopped herself and I could just see her, like her head, her freaking wheel. <laughs> her head,
1: like, you saw flames shoot out the top of her yes. head. <laughs> and
3: I was, and I was like on my back, on my back laughing hysterically like kicking my legs and going like this in my head right sitting there like this like I didn't even notice the conversation that took place because my ex-wife was on one side of me and she was on the other side of me so they both leaned forward when they were talking and then I just saw her like explode and then lean back because she couldn't say anything in front of me right
1: (laughs) you're like i didn't hear a thing i didn't hear any of that conversation do you think that uh that your ex-wife did that to be a
3: oh yeah yeah (laughs) she's not on board with all the dumb shit either she's not uh she thinks i'm completely out of my mind on most of the things that i speak on but when it comes to like the social um destruction of our youth mm-hmm. and her being in the bay area uh with Kalea the past uh three years and mm-hmm. or four years now uh through Kalea being in high school through the middle of this she sees it firsthand so she knows and we've been combating it you know so she's right. not she's not dumb to that but like and she didn't get the jab so thank god she actually listened to me on some things
1: hmm um, yeah That's a bonus and it's, it's good that, that you guys at least agree on those kind of things because there are so many, you know, uh, parents are, that are co-parenting right now that, you know, one parent believes in, in getting the jab. The other parent believes that, you know, it's, it's a bad idea. And so, you know, there's a lot of, uh, problems, uh, you know, yeah. domestic issues and court problems and, and things like that going on with people. Even today, even after, um, you know, like, quote, wink, the end of the pandemic and the end of the mandates and, you know, all of that stuff. And then, you know, the government and the CDC are recommending full mask and stuff for, you know, you know, sports teams that are coming to the White House or whatever, uh, especially people that haven't been vaccinated, they want them to to wear masks and social distance. And I'm like, I wouldn't go.
3: I wouldn't. If either. it was
1: me, I wouldn't go because that's not a thing. That's not a thing anymore. They can't tell you what to do.
3: Yeah, I'm not gonna play make believe to do anything.
1: Um, no. Mm-mm. It was
3: funny because one day. I was uh, leaving work and I decided to take an Uber because I had a show and I wasn't going to get home in time. And so the Uber driver pulls up and he hands me a mask. (laughs) I just laughed and I was like, no, thanks, buddy. I'm good. And Mm -hmm. I I, like go to sit down and he was like, no, you need to put it on. And I was like, no, actually, I don't need to put that on and I'm not going to put that on. Mm -hmm. And, And he was like, Why? And I was like, because there's no good reason for me to put that on. I was Mm -hmm. like, there's been multiple peer-reviewed studies that show that wearing those is actually harmful and you're supposed to breathe out carbon dioxide, not breathe it in. So why I don't even know if it's for COVID, whatever you want me to put that on for is make-believe. It's not going to happen. And he was like, well, I can't let you in my car. And I was like, well, that's a damn shame. I'm going to leave you a bad review. I didn't know you could do that, but I'm going to do the same. Thank you.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And and it's kind of like, you know, when all the wildfires started in Canada and whatnot, and the and the CDC's like, oh, everybody wear a mask and blah blah blah, um, and then like they were getting a lot of shit for it because a, a cloth mask, such as the shit mask that everybody wore for COVID, is definitely not gonna stop smoke from a fire. From going through your mask, right? And so then they're like, "Oh well, um, technically speaking, like um, an N95 mask would be good to wear, but um, those there's no place to go and get fittings for those um, for most people." And so, uh, yeah. And I saw today that the mayor of New York wants everybody to lock down for two weeks
3: shut the fuck up for real
1: because of the smoke
3: when did this happen
1: I just saw it today I don't know if he said it today or days ago I don't know but I was like this is their climate lockdown thing that they've been planning for quite a while now kind of like this dumbass that you played with in the clip with Senator Kennedy, you know the the asshole from the uh, Department of Energy that's like, oh, if we spend fifty trillion dollars, we're thirteen percent of the world's pollution. And mm, okay, so you have to get all the other people in the world in all of these other countries, like China. Who is the biggest polluter? Um, to follow your same rules before you have any effect on anything. Um, so basically, it's just a, another scam to to steal taxpayer dollars.
3: Well, it all is, and you mentioned uh, Soros mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be a problem anymore. Did you hear this? No. Why? Well, he's not gonna be a problem, but we have an even bigger one.
2: Billionaire financier and philanthropist George Soros has laid out his succession plan, telling the Wall Street Journal that he is handing control of his massive empire to son, Alexander Soros. The choice is not an obvious one, as Soros, now 92, once said he did not want his open society foundations, known as OSF, to be taken over by one of his five children. But speaking of his decision to turn over the foundation and the rest of his $25 billion empire to son Alex, who's 37, the elder Soros said, quote, he's earned it. Soros is known for his huge donations to liberal causes, something Alex said he plans to continue doing, telling the Journal that he is more political than his father. Said Alex, quote, as much as I would love to get money out of politics, as long as the other side is doing it, We will have to do it too. The OSF board elected Alex as its chairman in December and he now directs political activity as president of Soros's political action committee. According to the journal, the foundation directs about 1.5 billion dollars a year to groups such as those backing human rights around the world and helping to build democracies.
3: And helping to build democracies.
2: Well, he is way
1: scarier than his dad. And it's funny though, that he said he'd like to get the money out of politics, but because the other side is doing it, we will too. Bitch, you are really the one who has been funding a bunch of shit, like all the fucking crooked prosecutors and DAs and judges and all that stuff.
3: That's like, that's hmm. like the Yankees saying, um, We'll we'll stop uh, stealing all the other team's best players, but mm-hmm. um, as long as the other teams are doing it, then we're not gonna then we're gonna have to keep doing it because they're like the only team that can afford to fucking actually do that shit. The mm-hmm. Soros Foundation, the, his open foundation. Is it's huge. responsible for probably what they said, probably more than $1.5 billion. That
1: Oh, it is. I did it, gosh, it's been years ago, but I did a show um, on the Open Society Foundation and all of the known uh, little subdivisions, little tentacles, um, that comes off of that main umbrella. And at the time, and this was, I don't know, two, three years ago, something like that now, but there were like 75 different companies underneath that Open Society Foundation umbrella.
3: Yeah, and all of those companies, I'm sure, had tentacles in something because I doubt that mm-hmm. they're money into these things to have shell corporations. When, they, when they're when they're funding basically what they want to mold the world into.
1: Yes. Well, a lot of those were, um, there were several that were like um, church charity organizations that dealt with um, giving money to people that are coming across the border or paying legal fees for people Um, stuff like that. There was literally, they had their tentacles in, you know, in church and law and literally all different kinds of aspects of society counseling and, and the whole nine yards, kind of like, kind of like their own private, uh, Tavistock agency.
3: (laughs) Yes. See, I think this is actually bad for the Soros though, honestly, because George Soros, And I know why he didn't want to hand it down to any of his kids. It's kind of like the crime boss that doesn't think that they're fucking ready to do it because they're Mm -hmm. all wild and and crazy. And I feel that Soros didn't uh, didn't mind playing the long game. He didn't care if it Mm -hmm. took generations. He didn't care as long as he planted the seed and had it going the direction and put the people in place. But with his kids, I feel they're more of like I said, a firecracker, and he's not going to be as patient. And I think that this kid is a lot more aggressive into getting. He's
1: very aggressive.
3: Yes. Yeah. Into getting action and happening, and I think that this is going to be this upcoming election. I think that if we thought 2020 was great with all the shenanigans, this is going to
1: be worse. Yeah.
3: If anybody wants to start doing a side political show, you're going to have plenty to fucking report on.
1: Yeah, because he is, um, there, there's information like all over the place and pictures and whatever where where he's like hop with Nancy Pelosi and, you know, Chuck Schumer and uh, Sink Unger from the Young Turks and l- literally like sh- shit tons of, you know, Democratic or socialist operatives. So yeah, that's going to be a <laughs>
3: whoo. Yeah, <party>. and they <laughs> and they fund they fund to place the teachers that we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. that are you know with this whole transgender push and this whole right. movement. I actually have a clip of this. This happened two days ago or uh, on the very last day of school um, at this certain school, and I'm curious. Uh, we do know that the teachers are pushing this on the on the kids right right uh videos like this it it warms my heart in a way, but it also infuriates infuriates me because y- you'll see this teacher just needs to go
2: next year. Oh. Oh. Stop. 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 <laughs>
4: Uh, why are you the kids? <laughs> hey, I'll warn
0: you guys now. If you're going to be inappropriate, I will have supervision down and give all of you a Saturday school for
4: next
3: year. So knock it off. Okay. <laughs> Math class. Who the fuck was being inappropriate in that situation? I'm just curious. Right. The kids for saying, "Wow, Mrs. Clark, why are you showing this to kids?" Ooh, mm-hmm. why are you showing this to us? Or, right. or was it the teacher that was showing it? I'm just
1: curious, who was inappropriate in that situation? I would say, um, having a teaching background, uh, I would never in a million years push garbage like that on my students.
3: What makes me it, sick, It's
1: not my place, ever.
3: What makes me sick is she threatens them with Saturday detention for the following year, she she's using her authority and her force to shove her, uh, either Maoism or Marxism Mm -hmm. ideology on these children.
1: Right. And, right. And that should never, that should never ever enter into education. And if, if you're a teacher and you have any sort of semblance of values, morals, um, you should know better than to teach this. And if you're that weak where you can't stand up and say, I'm not doing this, uh, see you later. There's a problem. The problem is simple.
3: The problem is that these schools are hiring these teachers. Mm hmm. And the problem is, is that these schools are going along with these agendas because they will lose their funding if they Mm -hmm. don't. Yeah. And people talk about, oh, we're going to have a social credit score. We're going to have, no, we do. If you look, that's Mm -hmm. how these corporations are running and it's trickling off to how government is running, how everything gets funded. And that's why we're seeing the down. Well, I mean, COVID was a huge reason that was like, Mm that was like throw in the grenade and now we have all these legislations and other shit going on. You throw in a grenade, which is COVID and you blow up as much as you can. And then you come in with your fricking with your guns and then you take out the rest. And that's what Mm -hmm. they're doing right now is they're taking out the rest and they're doing it not only through these businesses, but they're also doing it through the school systems because they're teaching these kids to hate their parents, there mm-hmm. it, it says it right there in the Bible, uh, right? That you know, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, and right. um I don't know if maybe they're pushing this uh to fulfill prophecy purposely, or if prophecy is unfolding out naturally. But it is definitely something that you can't just bat an eye about with all of these things going on all at once.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing is, you know. What a lot of people don't understand is Satan is the God of this world. Um, and so anything that is um, counterthetical to the teachings in the Bible and the teaching of God and what his word is, is exactly what's going to happen. So uh, the pedophilia push, the Uh, push that there's, you know, 79 genders um, that uh, you don't have to be in the body that you were born in. You don't have to be a boy. If you were born a boy, you can be a girl or identify as a cat or, you know, whatever. It's because everything that they say and everything that they push and do now is against the word of God. And that is why, like, there's so much assault attack uh, going on against, you know, Christians or, you know, people that believe in God, even if they don't call themselves a Christian or or whatever. Um, it's because they want to shut that down. They don't want you to believe in God. They don't want you to have faith in, you know, a higher power. They just want you to say that everything that they come up with is okay. It's okay if you want to be whatever you want to be called. I'll use, you know, wrong or I'll use pronouns for you that go against what I can physically, you know, see that you're really a boy, but you want me to call you a girl. If you do things like that, you, you are, you are, basically siding with and saying that that kind of behavior is okay. And I never will. Cause it's not.
3: Yeah, I won't either. And it also says that there is going to be a time when you're asked to denounce God. And I think that that time is upon us Mm -hmm. chat GPT. um, And I haven't tested this out myself, but apparently if you um, ask it to make a joke about any basically religion, um, It'll say that it can't, that it doesn't, it's not able to, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it will make jokes about Christianity. Um, that
1: doesn't surprise me.
3: Right. Um, it won't make racist jokes. However, uh, the uh, white jokes are not racist jokes. So they mm-hmm. it, it's able to do that as well, right? Right. So, the, definitely, if you change the words, <clears throat> then you change people's ability to communicate Babylon right Mm -hmm. and basically that is what they're doing it's a separate separation of the generation where we have the digital generation and then we have uh us or I wouldn't Mm -hmm. even say us because I would say that I was born in uh the good old generation and I grew up with that And then when I was a teenager, slowly technology was introduced to me. So I was at the right age to be able to have the best of both worlds and be Mm -hmm. good in both things. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, thank God for that. Um,
1: I got to say something funny um, about that. Greg was hanging out with his son the other day and they were downtown in this, in the building that, um, that he works at now that used to be a mall. Like when we first started dating eons ago, it used to be a mall. And so he's telling us his son this and he goes, well, I'm surprised that you didn't like take a bunch of pictures. And he's like, we didn't have cell phones back then. (laughs) (laughs) And his kid was like, I never thought about that. There was a time when there was no phones, wasn't there? <laughs> that's the era rig we're up in. <laughs> Isn't that crazy?
3: Just that, that they can't even comprehend that because mm-hmm. that's not their reality, you know. I, I didn't
1: I, have cell phones and have iPads, iPods, you know, uh, headphones like that, no, yeah, none of that stuff. Yeah,
3: I I had a Sony Walkman. And it, <laughs> do you remember those? They would play. Oh yeah. Tape. Yeah. Yep. I had the Sony Walkman. I had the really janky, like tiny little, uh, mm-hmm. foamy. Yeah. Earbuds. With the
1: the real thin little wire. Yes. With the with the foam headphones. Yeah. Yes,
3: and they were yeah. the shit, man. I would go snowboarding or skateboarding with those on. Although when I skateboarded, I couldn't hear shit. It was just more for to look cool because mm-hmm. it
1: wasn't loud enough. <laughs> and then if your battery ran out Oh man, yeah, they had <laughs> yeah. AA
3: batteries too. That or amazing. if your
1: if your if your tape something happened and it got garbled and then the you know it started like unwinding or spitting out the end. Yeah.
3: Oh man, I was a master at untangling the tape. Sometimes pencil. it would have drinks, yep. And then you'd <laughs> get the pencil and then that was your tool. Like that. That's something they'll never understand. Is a pencil be right? a few different tools, so
1: <laughs> you can do a lot with a pencil. <laughs> and
3: you know what they'll never have to hear is the cringe noise of your teacher scratching the chalkboard to get your attention.
1: Mm-hmm. Truth. I don't yeah. think they
3: have chalkboards in classrooms anymore.
1: Yeah, and you and uh, if you got in trouble, you had to stay after class and like smack the erasers to get the chalk dust out of them
3: yeah oh man that can't be good too thinking about Mm -hmm. it like ugh and breathing that in and you get that like chalky taste in your Mm -hmm. mouth it's
1: horrible but you didn't have to wear a mask right that wasn't a thing back then so yeah little jab at the mask again
3: that wasn't a thing I do know Mm -hmm. that like when we would do like burns though because we would rake pine needles every uh, fall no Mm mm-hmm it was after winter time. So before summer we would right. have to take all the pine needles and do burn piles and stuff. We would wear bandanas over our face, but you know, I'm mm-hmm. that did anything. But
1: Mm-mm. yeah. And that's, that's the thing is, you know, raking leaves and all of that stuff and, and burning it. And a lot of people now are like, Oh, like there's a lot of city ordinances in different places and stuff that you can't burn because, You know, it's, it's unsafe because all the, you know, stuff in the air that people bring or are breathing in or whatever, but guess what? When you burn things, it fertilizes your soil.
3: Yeah. Amongst other things, you know, people used to use
1: stellar soil back then.
3: People used to use uh, to make tortillas and bread Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, because actually Mm -hmm. wheat is not is not something that your body uh, can really gain any sort of nutrients from. Mm -hmm. We started using flour. I don't know why, but um, from what I understand is they mixed like bone marrow, uh, soot, and flour to make their bread and tortillas, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Hmm, yummy. That's (laughs) not going to be in my cookbook. I promise you that. (laughs) How to make soot tortillas. Nom, 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 nom.
3: Lots of hot sauce.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jalapenos.
3: Well, where can everybody find your amazing, amazing show and all of your amazing content?
1: You can find Deplorable Nation on every podcast platform. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Deplorable Janet. You can follow me on Twitter at no Janet, Um, and that is it.
3: Mm-hmm. Awesome, Miss Janet. Hey, I was going to ask you, um, have you ever s- asked your listeners to hit that five-star and leave a review?
1: I have, but no one does.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So a friend of ours, uh, he was like, hey, man, how come you don't? have anybody hit uh, or tell that anybody to hit that five-star we do like a whole segment on it and i was like oh and he was like well you should i was like okay so
1: (laughs) it doesn't work for me i have said that repeatedly i don't say it every show but yeah i say that especially when i have a guest on and yeah it you know i did get um a really shitty review the other day which is the first shitty review i've ever gotten yeah, they gave me a one star. I'm like, thank you. Oh man,
3: did they leave? <laughs> did they like tell you why? Nope.
1: Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, so it must have been somebody that I pissed off, you know, or whatever, or just just a hater because I have a lot of haters that you know follow me around or whatever, and they're just like, mm, you know. Yeah,
3: I got I get a battery. Re- I had a couple battery views when I had on Corey Hughes. Uh, people told me I need to shut the fuck up and let my guests talk.
1: (laughs) Well, it's hard because especially with the, with the subject matter that you guys talked about, it's hard to not interject and ask questions.
3: Yes. And I was just so excited to have him on because I know how knowledgeable he is about things that I've been wanting to ask him about.
1: Right. Absolutely.
3: All the questions that I wanted to ask him.
1: Yeah. Because if you're doing, um, a show with Corey, you literally could, could talk for like 12 hours and still not get to everything. Because I mean, he, he is such a um, deep dive expert on so many different, you know, things and can tell you like little intricacies that nobody else picks up on. It's really hard do- to you know, to to be able to have the amount of time to cover every question you would ever have.
3: Yeah, definitely. For most of them, I replied, uh, you know, thank you for the feedback, um, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But one person commented, worst show host ever, something, something, something. And I was like, I was like, wow, thank you for the feedback. Where can I find your show at?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, you know... It, It is what it is. And there's always going to be haters out there. There's always going to be people that uh, don't agree with what you say or don't like the tone of your voice or literally anything. Uh, Don't like like, what you're wearing. Don't like your hair. Don't like your hat. Whatever it is, you know, and it's like um, I'm the type of person like if I don't like something, I'm not going to like take the time out of my day. To use negative energy and make a crappy comment, I'm just not going to comment.
3: Right. Or I'm you just you know, listen. What? Yeah. But you know, not getting comments for a long time kind of sucks too because you're like, man, mm-hmm. it, or, I can I know they're listening because I can see it when I upload my right. next video. I can see that oh, a shit ton more people listen this time than the last time. Right. But uh, you know. I don't know. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't phase me. I'm just glad that people are interacting, at, at, whether it's negative or positive. At least they're listening, right? So,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: or or did or did they really, or were they just one of those people that you know, kind of like the people that go leave a review on Yelp, like a crappy review for a restaurant, and they've never even been there.
3: Yeah, th- that's a really. That's a sour, sour type of person. And I hope yeah. that they get on I hope they find a date.
1: <laughs> Those are people that need um some love in their life because obviously they're lacking in something. So yeah,
3: yeah, most definitely. Oh, I did get some bad reviews, but not bad bad reviews. I told this to ghost yesterday, um right before I jumped on with them, and i I opened up my thing and it was like so many notifications on Rockfin. And I had the re- reality czars on. And I'm sure people are disappointed in that one because with them and me, you would think that we would get super duper consp- I, I, But um,
1: my not- I love reality czars. They're such great people.
3: Yeah, they really are. And I'm like, wow, people are really resonating with this one. I got so many notifications. And I opened up the notifications and it was like, what the fuck? Hey man, what the fuck? What's going on? Only two minutes and 30 seconds. And I'm like, oh shit, I uploaded the wrong file. So it was going <laughs> all day Oops. while I all day while I'm at work. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking it's out there and it's all good. And, <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, wow, people are really resonating. I haven't gotten this many comments ever. <laughs> it's like, hey, dumbass, where's the rest of the episode? <laughs> Oops.
1: <laughs> and those those are the tech things, you know, that, that people don't understand. It's not just like talking and, you know, or research and talking. It's like literally all the other stuff and the, the uploading and the editing and the everything that goes into it. Like for the people that are quick to judge and like you, you or your sound isn't the best or, you know, whatever it is you really don't understand what it's like to do it until you do it yourself.
3: Yes. And most people won't make it six months. So, yeah, (laughs) I don't, and
1: that's true because, um, you know, even in the, in the community that we have, there have been numerous people that have quit within, you know, like a six month period. So,
3: yeah, they say if you get past the six months, then you're you're pretty good because you've gotten past that, oh, shit, like nobody's mm-hmm. listening. Why am I doing this? And right. then you actually start to get rewarded from it. But, I mean, as long as I've gone, every goal that I've set, except for my new one, every goal that I've set, I've hit. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's rewarding. Right. But even still, it's taxing. So there are days yeah. when I'm like, man, is this worth it?
1: I just want to take a nap.
3: (laughs) Right? Well, I'm going to let you take a nap, Janet. It's always a pleasure to have you on because I freaking love you and I miss your face.
1: I love you too and I miss your face and I don't have a shopping friend anymore. I'm very upset about that.
3: Well, it's really not that expensive to fly, so... <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Maybe... I am
1: not coming out there to shop. Sorry. It's too no, expensive. No, no, no. We don't
3: have the treasure hunts out here, man. We don't have uh-uh. the treasure hunts out here. I'm gonna I have know. To maybe take take a, a, a Thursday and a Friday so we could hit the good days.
1: Right. <laughs> All right. I love you, dear. I love you too. Thanks for having me. All right. Everybody,
3: thank you for listening or watching to another episode of White Rabbit. You know what it is. Keep digging down those rabbits.
0: Illuminati.
3: Wow, that really happened. Okay, so we're gonna keep this <laughs> and I am not even gonna edit this out. Uh, you ever see um, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and he's like, and he's talking to her on the phone and she's like, Ace, 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 where are you? He's like, thought I left, didn't you? Okay, <laughs> I'm really gonna go now.
4: I would never bend my need to Satan I would never sell myself for no paper You can go ahead and call me a hater But I'll go ahead and call you a traitor Hey, Hollywood is getting canceled I put God over financials Just know that i never kill myself If they try to use me as a damn example Hey, first Lil Nas, now Sam Smith Satan coming for the damn kids These rappers and singers are puppets The second the label give them their advances God is forgiven, we were all made in his image That's why he told me to remix this Every nation demoralization while we celebrating when people are sinning Don't care if you trans. Nah, oh you a man who in love with a man. But if you're gonna cover your nipples with tassels and leave the kids lonely, just do only OnlyFans. I just can't stand all the lies of the media pushing these kids. They ain't standing a chance. Hollywood pushes the Jenners with all of these artists. I swear that they industry plans. All of these fallacies that they preaching this way that there's no more objective reality. Go ahead, laugh at me. But I think that you worship and Satan is more of a tragedy. They sold out our nation for more dough. That's why I don't watch award shows. Celebrity puppets were living in luxury. All of our business were forced closed. Allah Jehovah. Hashem, Yahweh, well, you can call him whatever you do, but worshiping Satan with the purpose of angering God, well that's just gonna make you a fool.